Good afternoon, friends. Welcome to the happy hour edition of the Patrick Lally Show on another grand and glorious day in the best little city in America. You know it is Sioux Falls, South Dakota. And here we are, and it is truly grand and glorious out there. And we're going to spend the next couple hours engaging in our trademark energetic and entertaining conversation on uh, local, state, national news and politics. Uh, we got a we got a very diverse show though. We've gathered today's talkers, Kilmead and Buck, the talk of Sioux Falls. Information one thousand KSOO. That we have, and we will continue with the show after that very unfortunate, unforced human error. You could say you could blame it on me. No, gosh, no, I wouldn't do that, Dan. I'm not that kind of guy. But we're fine. Everybody's gonna. Everybody just. Take a breath. Let's let's just get happy. Because I'm happy. Clap along if you feel like a room without a roof. <laughs> nice recovery by Uber producer Dan Peters, who, as always, is here to catch me when I'm falling. Uh, thanks for spending some time with us today on your radio, Information 1000 KSOO, streamed live on KSO.com or the KSOO mobile app. Our Twitter account, of course, at P. Lally Show, and we'd love to hear from you whenever possible uh i got this is our last chance dan last chance to plug elmwood forest cross cyclocross racing at its best here in the beautiful city of sioux falls at elmwood park on sunday afternoon racing starts at noon we got a food truck uh we got music we got uh, uh, uh frivolity kids races this I, and I'm, i need to stress i can't stress this enough people it is, it is an atmosphere for all ages. Everybody uh, uh, can get behind the racing. It's exciting. So there's, there's a couple of adults races, okay? It was noon, we start with the beginners and the, 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 the chaos of the full class from 4 or 5. And then uh, uh, the right after that, we have, uh, I believe, the kids race, which is free. It's good. Kids race is free if uh, under 10, right? And we let them go out there on the regular course. And I used to have like a separate kids course. Kids hated that. <laughs> they wanted to do the real thing, man. So we let them go out there and hang out and, and uh, do a lap. And if they can get all the way around, that's cool. If they can't, they go as far as they can. And uh, it's just a, that the, the kids race is always just a gas. It's just a gas. Uh, kids are into it. Strider bikes, real bikes, any bike. It doesn't matter. Okay. If your kid's under 10. Then you got the juniors races, which is, you know, any kid classified 9 to 17 uh, can race with the juniors. And there'll be a lot of juniors there. There always is. Kids, uh, you know, junior racing is awesome. They're into it. It's really fun. And then uh, we finish up. Well, we don't finish up. Then we have after that, we've got uh, the longer race, 45-minute race with the more advanced adults. Okay. Uh, And then uh, Run What You Brung Expo, which is basically just a free-for-all. Any bike. Any skill, it doesn't. You can do anything. You can ride what you want. You can dress like you want. I'm, I'm, I'm told there will be costumes because it is so close to Halloween. So that'll happen, and then, and then we're done uh, somewhere about four thirty. But starting at noon, four thirty. Food truck, my place cafe, my place mobile cafe out of Parker. Those people are awesome. They've got anything you need, and uh, it's, it really is. Weather looks fantastic. Uh, it's fun to just come out and and heckle your friends and uh, and your enemies 
if, if that's what you choose to do. But mostly it's just a, it's really cool uh, bike racing and uh, in, a, in a super atmosphere. Elmwood Park, of course, is at the corner of Russell and Kiwanis. Kiwanis. There's some little uh, like uh, t-ball fields there. And then there's a big grove of trees, some huge cottonwoods. Uh, we incorporate that all in. Uh, we've got a special little pumpkin patch going on that's going to be cool. You're going to like that. So come on out Sunday, Elmwood Forest Cross. I'll be out there. Uh, I'll have the megaphone and the microphone uh, because I am a broadcast professional. Well, that's maybe stretching it. Well, you are in the broadcast arts. I am in, I am in the broadcast arts. Uh, the non-visual broadcast arts, where we use the fine art of storytelling to create uh, uh, pictures in your mind. And I want you to picture this, people. A, a crisp, lovely, sunny fall afternoon. Just a hint of a breeze. Just a hint. Just brilliant sunshine. And, and you know, a few hundred people hanging out at Elmwood Park, uh, having, having a beverage of whatever sort. Uh, and and just, you know, it, sharing an experience that is unlike anything else that you've attended and, you know, really enjoying life at its fullest in the out of doors as we like to do it here in the best little city in America. That's important. Being outdoors. Taking in what life offers you. Having new experiences. Maybe trying out something you've never done before. It's easy. This is your opportunity. It's non-threatening. Nobody will make fun. Well, people will make fun of you, but it's in a, it's in a, it's in a, a, a constructive and, 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 and sort of collegial way. That's what we like to call heckling. People will be, you know, ringing cowbells and things, and it's just going to be marvelous. I, I'm so excited that the weather has turned, and I was out at the park this morning laying out the course. It's going to be just spectacular. So come out and join us. If you want to help out, Sunday morning we'll be out there about uh, 7.30. Staking and taping, setting up the course. So come out and join us. I look forward to seeing you all. And then, you know, we're almost done with the cyclocross conversation. Eh, are we? <laughs> it might go on and on. Well, there is still the uh, the Lamar's race. That's right. Well, in Madtown Cross up in Madison Madtown, in two weeks. Yeah. You got Madtown and then you got Frosty. So that's true. Well, we're nearing the end. But I know you people enjoy this because you're active people. You like to be outside. You like to do things. You like to have these shared experiences with like-minded folks. And, of course, if you do win the Mega Millions jackpot, please take some of it and donate it to the cause so that they can have the single track. Yeah, that's right. And we're gonna, Tuthill right, Park. Right. This is all about uh, funding the single track at Tuthill, which we've been – the telethon is ongoing. And uh, – the bingo thing is going to happen, by the way. That is done deal. Fantastic. Cyclocross bingo is set to rock and roll. And uh, we've got just fantastic prizes from uh, our friends at Spoken Sport, Two-Wheeler Dealer, Harlan's Bike and Tour, and The Runner's Block. The Runner's Block has contributed uh, some fantastic prizes. So it's, it's really going to be fun. I hope to see everybody out there. And uh, if you can just stop by and say howdy, that's cool, too. You, you don't have to stay all day. There's no admission. It's free. Your kid, your kid can race in the kids' race for free. Just come out, you do that, and then you, can, you don't need to stay for the rest of it. But just come out and see us. It'll be fun. We have a great show for you today. Uh, our guest, Amy Scott Stoltz, and she's with the League of Women Voters, and she's been with us before. She's here to talk about their for, Vote 411 
website that has all the information you need to uh, get up to speed on the uh, coming election. And so the, that's just around the corner. And so Amy will be here and we'll chat about that. The Boone Man is our weird friend of the day, which is always good. I'm going to talk to Angela Ellibrook uh, after the top of the hour. Uh, we're going to talk about the expo for her, which is going on this weekend, because that coincides with the pheasant hunting opener. And that's always a big event. So that's all going on. And I'll have a P&L statement just after this break here. And today we're going to talk about uh, safe bars. But also, I just saw this story about uh, uh, Steve King, um, congressman from Northwest Iowa on the Weekly Standard. Uh, it's pretty good. Stay with us. This is the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO. Nineteen on the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO. And uh, it's time of the day when we uh, have the P&L statement in which we look at the news and find some things that are uh, of interest to us, bother us, give us uh, a heartburn, that kind of thing, or cause us great joy. Joy is good. Um, a couple things uh, I noticed today. Uh, one was a story from KSFY that I want to talk about just briefly, and that is uh, under the headline, uh, Safe Bars Hoping to Improve nightlife culture, safety in Sioux Falls, and this is a very good thing. So uh, the Compass Center, which uh, works with uh, uh, survivors of, of, of abuse, uh, sexual abuse, uh, relationship abuse, that kind of thing, uh, they're a nonprofit here in town, and they're working with uh, an organization um, to, uh, it's called, on this called Safe Bars, and there's a team of trainers in town uh, working uh, to spreading a message about self-defense and bystander intervention. Uh, it's a quote from uh, Michelle Markgraf, who is the executive director of the Compass Center. We know a lot of sexual assaults happen where liquor is involved, which is true. Um, and uh, she's, uh, th- this training is coming to town. Uh, the, the Safe Bars director, Lauren Taylor, from Washington, D.C., is uh, running this thing. And she says, uh, Sioux Falls has the fifth highest amount of sexual violence per capita in the country. So any dent that can make in that will be huge and change people's lives. Uh, and it's true. And, and what they're teaching here is not, you know, how to beat somebody up, but how to just, with, with simple sort of interventions, uh, as, as uh, uh, Mark Graff says, too often we see something happen. With this bystander training, we become comfortable stepping in, not necessarily throwing up our fist and having a fight, but something as simple as, how are you doing tonight? Or is there anything I can help you with? Simple ways we can intervene and make someone safer by creating a diversion. So they're hosting two days of training uh, at the Compass Center, and uh, you can get a hold of them, 339-0116. Um, uh, the story at ksfy.com is up, and uh, we will get that on our Twitter feed as well. But the it's the Compass Center, and it's 339-0116 if you are interested in that training. And, w- you know, you should be if you're out and about and you're interested in people's safety. I, and I did see uh, a reaction from our friend Scott Erisman on SouthDakota.com. Uh, and he, he notes that he supports this, but they should be training hospitality workers about sexual harassment. And I agree with that, too. Uh, the restaurant bar industry uh, can be tough on uh, people who work in it. And uh, as Scott says, he sees as uh, 25 years of full and part-time employment in the industry, that harassment and sexual activity between co-workers and managers at work and outside of work is rampant. Um, you know, and that's... I think that's true, and uh, maybe they could 
have a version of that for the workers. Uh, so I agree with Scott on that one. But there was this, uh, you know, I was going to talk about that for a while, but I just think that's a good thing. But then I saw this a story today. Uh, yeah, it was yesterday. It was this week. But it's from the uh, Weekly Standard. And it's a story about uh, Steve King, who is the congressman from Western Iowa, which is just right across the river here from us. You know, you can see it from here. And, uh, and it, the, this is a, a story. It's a commentary by Adam, Adam Rubenstein uh, from uh, in the Weekly Standard, which, as you know, is a very conservative publication. Uh, he says he's an embarrassment to the GOP and to America. And the reason why is because he's been endorsing, essentially, white nationalist candidates from around the globe, like the endorsement of Steve King, a uh, Republican congressman from uh, western Iowa, is going to change things. But I've known Steve King a long time. I actually covered Steve King. Uh, and his first election in 1994 when he was elected to the Iowa House of Representatives and for three sessions after that in the Iowa legislature. And I can tell you um, that Mr. King has some, what I would say, are uh, abhorrent views on race and ethnicity. But this, uh, as, as uh, this publication, The Weekly Standard says, I'll read a bit to you here. Representative Steve King is an embarrassment to the Republican Party. He has been for some time. On October 16th, he endorsed white nationalist Faith Goldie for the mayor of Toronto. Goldie has plumped, plumped for a book that calls for extermination of the Jewish menace and says that it is very, 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 very spot on given a lot of what the movement is talking about right now. And uh, Steve King's tweet, Faith Goldie, an excellent candidate for Toronto mayor, Pro-rule of law, pro-make-Canada-safe-again, pro-balanced budget, and best of all, pro-Western civilization and a fighter for our values. Faith Goldie will not be silenced. So uh, the story continues, but while King's endorsement is embarrassing, it's also unsurprising. King and Goldie are both animated by the same brand of race-based identity politics that consumes the alt-right. King's focus on race and ethnicity is so consuming that it has become the core of his politics. In the past two weeks alone, he's gone after Representative Joaquin Castro and his brother Julian Castro, who served as Housing and Urban Development Secretary under Obama by saying they're retroactive Hispanics who took Spanish lessons to, lessons to qualify. I don't know what that means. Um, he has uh, tweeted in support of Mark Collette, a British white nationalist, and expressed their joint opposition to immigration. He, in favor of the far-right Dutch politician, Geert Wilders, King tweeted, wishing you a successful vote. Cultural suicide by demographic transformation must end. King is so obsessed with the effects of immigration that he has sponsored bills to end birthright citizenship. King would like, he says, to have, quote, an America that's just so homogenous that we look a lot the same. How extreme is he? Quote, I do my best to pull President Trump to the right. He, he tweeted on October 10th. And uh, Mr. Rubenstein, uh, who is the assistant opinion editor at the Weekly Standard, continues, Why King is taking sides in foreign elections in the first place remains a mystery, but the bigger mystery is why he still has a seat in Congress. And I would agree with that. I know, except there is no mystery. Uh, the western third of, of Iowa, which is his district now, uh, when he was first elected, it was more of a northwest Iowa corner. It's very conservative. Um, he does have a, a uh, opponent. Um, that opponent uh, is a gentleman named J.D. Skolton, 
And uh, I don't know much about Mr. Skolton as I don't cover Iowa politics anymore, but I know quite a lot about Mr. King and uh, Republican, Democrat. I don't care. Um, in fact, in his primary uh, that he won to go to Congress after I was long gone from Iowa, he beat a gentleman who I had great respect for in the Republican Party, former majority House Majority Leader Brent Segrist. Uh, one of the uh, guy that I always thought was a great governor and uh, he knew how things worked and he knew how to get them done and he got beat in a primary by Steve King who is an embarrassment to Iowa who still has a Confederate flag on his desk. Someday, someday, the Iowans in western Iowa will smarten up And if they don't want a Democrat, that's fine. I don't care about that. Somebody, some decent Republican needs to run against him and get him out of Congress. That is the bottom line on today's P&L statement. Agree or disagree with me? Send me an email, patrick at kso.com. You can follow us and chat with us on Twitter at P. Lally Show. As always, coming up after the news and weather with Mr. Dan Peters, we're going to chat with the Boone Man. That's right. A very special Friday appearance of your Boon Man. This is the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000, KSOO. Crippled horse got fired from a cattle drive. Up north, the ropes of the gallows was swinging in the breeze. All the wanted posters had pictures of me. I got my club 45 right by my side. Oh, I'm the California kid, I hope you 335 on the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO, and it is Friday. Normally, we'd have somebody else on Weird Friends. A lot of times, that is the Buffalo Maiden, but we are very happy to have in the slot today for a very special edition of Weird Friends. It's the Boon Man. Boon Man, how are you? Glad to be moving into prime time. (laughs) It's the happy hour edition. Everybody's starting to hit the cocktails. Thanks for digging out the beat farmers again. I'd missed that for a couple weeks. Yeah, well, I like that song a lot. Me too. There's a lot of, you know, the thing about it is uh, uh, everybody focuses on the Country Dick Montana songs, which that is one. But the, the rest of the catalog is just fantastic. Fantastic stuff. Also, do you remember the Long Riders? Yes. Yeah, they were also very good. And yeah. uh, I was reminded of those fellas the, uh, earlier today. I got to get some of that worked into rotation. Hey, uh, Boone Man. Yeah. Has the uh, has the pol- political season begun to overwhelm you yet? You know, a little bit. You know, I kind of tuned out. Uh, you know, I, I have a great uh, location for yard signs out there uh, at the ranch. Oh yeah. I generally have a lot of folks asking me to put a sign up. I, I haven't done that for a couple of years. You shoo them off, like get out, get out of here, scat, get off my yard, and. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, I plank at them with BB gun. Yeah, throw a little buckshot over their head. Yep, that's warning shots. <laughs> uh, but uh, <laughs> yeah, no, but uh, yeah, I guess I don't. Well, one a few years ago, I put a sign up, and uh, I ended up cutting my dog's invisible fence wire when I oh. both. I mean, what are the odds? If that was a game at the fair. You would never w- you'd drive this stake anywhere in this general area and try to cut this 18-gauge wire it's slightly thicker than a human hair. Oh, God, that's funny. Boom. I can't believe you did that. Yeah. So. Well, did the dog get out? No, but she did figure out that the fence was off after a few months. Uh, there, I mean, that dog of mine is crafty. 
Yeah, that's right. I, already I before the, she's doing our taxes. <laughs> I know, and she's uh, opening the fridge when you're in the yeah. other room. Yeah, uh, yeah. So, something else. Yeah, so no, but I, I do, I do, uh, do my civic duty. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I always print out a sample ballot well ahead of the election, so I can familiarize myself with it. Of course, the you know, the major candidates, you know, that you, you pretty much it's hard to avoid. You know that? Did you know that um, Dusty Johnson and um, Tim Bjorkman were running for the House? I mean, have you heard that? I did hear that. Yeah, somewhere. I mean, you hear that. You, everybody yeah. knows that. Yeah. And uh, now, not everybody knows that Ron Wazorek is running as well, uh, independent. Now, wasn't he kind of Lyndon Larouche? Yeah, yeah. He's been on the show. Uh, we had a, a lovely conversation not so long ago. But he's he was a. Uh, at one point, was a, a devotee of Mr. Uh, LaRouche. I believe still believes in the principles uh, yeah. uh, founded by Mr. LaRouche. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. He's yeah. an interesting cat. He, that guy, still around, you know. Is he? Still? Oh, yeah, he's still alive. I didn't know that. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Well, that's uh, yeah, he's 96 years old. He's getting up there. That's he's pretty not running for anything. Never. Again, I mean, not even for the tapioca pudding at the early bird. <laughs> He's not really for nothing. So, so yeah, you got the congressional race. That's a that's got a that. Then of course, governor. Yeah, uh, you know, and and I can't believe that nobody has come out with uh, the the travelocity gnome parody of her. Uh, they have actually uh, the gnome people have the gnome like the gnome fact checkers, the fact checking uh, gnomes. They did the pre. They did the preemptive strike. Yes, they did it on their own. <laughs> Yeah, that's good thinking. Yeah, I thought that. Uh, was you good. know, there's state offices, but you I mean who really cares about Secretary of State, Attorney General, State? Uh, those are made up jobs. They don't really do anything, do they? I don't think so. Auditor, Secretary of State, uh, like keeps some records, voting records, that kind of thing. But other than that, I think that's probably like a quarter time job. Yeah, you would think so. But auditors, nothing, zero. They took all the powers away from the auditor years ago. Yeah, uh, and then you know, uh, Public Utilities Commissioner. Sketch. There's yeah. three of them. Yeah, yeah. Sketch job, very questionable. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. If it wasn't I, in the Constitution, we'd have banned it long ago. Yeah, yeah. And then, of course, everybody's got their own district. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I noticed that there's um, um, uh, actually a, a couple Republicans that they got to get up on the District 10 uh, state representative. That's, I mean, that's not as bad as, what is it, 12 up by the cathedral? Uh, it's changed, but yeah, there's the, the North End District where there hasn't, the former Gilketzel District that hasn't had a Republican in it since before the war. Yes. <laughs> the big one, WW1. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I don't, I don't know what's on there, but, uh, and, uh, yeah, you know, those are all kind of boring. County Commission, uh, Minnehaha County Commission. Yeah, I don't even know who those people are. No, I, yeah, I know. That's, it's tough to keep up on that stuff. Here's the deal with commissioners. Uh, county commission. They can't do anything. They got no money. No. All they do is build the jail. That's yeah. it. Yeah. It's pretty nice though. Have you gone by there? Yeah, it's a pretty nice jail. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to miss. Have you yeah. gone by there? Yeah. It's on Minnesota Avenue. <laughs> well, see, I don't go too far south on Minnesota Avenue. No. Uh, you know, I just don't like to go that way. I don't like to go there. You've sort of you've become like my mom. You know, she. Yeah. Won't go past like won't go south of 18th Street. Yeah, yeah, I do. that's about 20th is my limit. Yeah, that's... unless I have to go out to the compound there at 41st and Kiwanis. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. So then, and then you got the, but then you got all these funky constitutional amendments. 
It's hard to keep up, and I and I've been trying to uh, 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 the one I, I you know I know Amendment W because that one doesn't have a number. W. So I got that. W. That's but, but then there's a, 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 Amendment. There's X, which sounds you know top secret. I mean, I don't even <laughs> can't believe they even have an explanation of it on here. Um, but yeah, I, I, you know, I don't know. You look at it. The Attorney General explanation is. Uh, you know, I don't, then you look at the, the pros and the, the antis mm-hmm. and you see what they have to say. There's Amendment Z. Uh, is that, that, I assume, has to do with zombies? <laughs> yeah, sort I think that's a, it. Well, yeah. it's because it's so close to, uh, it's so close to uh, Halloween. Right after Halloween, yeah. of course, you know, with that, was that documentary on, uh, on TNT or to AMC, that uh, Walking Dead deal? Because yeah. that's happening, right? Yeah, I... As far as I know, that's that's a real deal. I don't, you know. Initiated measures, and you got the initiated. The one that really caught uh, caught my eye was initiated measure twenty seven. Yeah, that's a big oh, one. That's <laughs> hamster stacking. The hamster stacking. Yep. Yeah. And well, how are? What are you pro? Are you pro hamster stacking? I am I, on the fence on that deal. You know, <laughs> um, but you know, here's actually I'm probably against it because. Um, you know, when I saw that originally a couple weeks ago, the the, the first sign, um, you know, I I could I had to look it up, and you know, and now it's all out there that it was a a local advertising agency's scheme. But I don't know if that's such a great idea. And I'm not a marketing genius. I'm not a Madison Avenue ad man here mm-hmm. or anything. But um, you know, the uh, people really get irritated with initiated measures and constitutional amendments and the political season. I just don't know if that's a favorable light to be launching your new signature mark deal on. In, I, in hamster I stacking? It turns people off. Not necessarily hamster stacking, but, you know, it's, it, it, they're, they're using that to kind of promote uh, their new yeah. image. And, Especially you know, when, you know, cool. I mean, 27, there is initiated measure 24, obviously, yeah. which is uh, the bans out of state. The, the money coming in on the ballot questions, which is, you know, it's uh, it's comes from uh, Mark Mickelson and the boys, and it's patently unconstitutional, so that should lose. Uh, then there's the uh, well, well, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about these here. In, I, I have I'm interested in your opinion on these things. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. Back to the hamster stacking yeah. deal. Like I said, I'm not a, an ad man. I'm not, but I, I do. I am working on an idea that involves the. Hamburger Helper Helping Hand and the Pillsbury Doughboy, <laughs> and you can just imagine the the you know the yeah you know, how the, the, mm-hmm. the how the symmetry goes together with that. And yeah. incidentally, the Pillsbury Doughboy and I mm-hmm. uh, we share the same birthday and body type, <laughs> and kind of the same laugh when you really get going. Yeah, oh yeah, oh, when you get me going, you poke me in the belly, I'm gonna go. So. Okay, now what's your beef on these other ones? What do you I, got? What's I, on? I, I, I get to get. I have to get your opinion. We're gonna, we're gonna come right back. Okay, is that cool? Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, hang in there, and uh, we're gonna come right back with the Boon Man talk about these constitutional amendments. We'll get we'll get the endorsement and or non endorsement from the Boon Man. This is the Patrick Lally Show, Information One Thousand KSOO. Took a detour across the river, make it back home before dawn. 348 on the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO, and we're chatting with the Boon Man on Weird Friends, and uh, we were we were talking about uh, uh, all these ballot initiatives, right, Boon Man? Now, yeah. the, the thing is, what's kind of funny about it 
is you remember at the beginning of the year, at the beginning of the season, the political season, there were all these like uh, uh, there were all these proposals. There were going to be all these, and now there's only like I mean there's there's two initiated measures which are just changes in the law. And then there's three constitutional amendments. So, yeah, but how many were how many were they talking about, and they just never got the signatures? It was like ten or eleven. Yeah, it was amazing, and so only these got through. So let's let's look at these now. Yeah. So uh, this initiated measure twenty four, which is uh, the one that bans out of state contributions to ballot question committees. So what that means, of course, is that if you uh, so you have a an issue you want to put on the ballot, um, you can't take any money from any organization or person outside of South Dakota. That that just seems unconstitutional on its face, doesn't it? Well, you know, we're not a nation. We are a nation of states. <laughs> I don't want some clowns from Minnesota okay. or especially Iowa or Massachusetts where those yeah. Boston Red Sox are from uh, <laughs> putting dough in. What are they? I don't, I don't need their input out here. They can uh, they, they put, keep their money where they're at. All right. So you're for that. I am, for, I am, I am leaning towards yes, okay. hard yes All on right. that. That's good to know. Uh, then there's uh, 25. This is the tobacco tax to uh, uh, put more money into uh, technical to like try and lower the tuition of technical uh, school students in South Dakota. The three Southeast Tech, Lake Area. Uh, there's four of them actually. There's one in Rapid, one in Watertown. Uh, Western Dakota on Rapid. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So there's four yeah. of those. Uh, tuition is too high there, and yeah. so uh, the idea here is you raise the tobacco tax a dollar a pack, yeah. and then you take that money and you use it for uh, tuition. What do you think about that? Yeah. Well, you know, and, and I think that's great. You know, uh, to lower it's a great uh, uh, end to that. That's great to lower the tuition, get some because we definitely need them. Uh, not only here in South Dakota, the skilled labor mm-hmm. and to learn to do those trades, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, also uh, a person with uh, tr- professional training in that could go anywhere in the country and command top dollar. Absolutely. So you are you're for this? You're for yeah, you're, you know it's just the tobacco thing. I don't I don't care. You know I'm yeah. not paying the tax. So um, the uh, uh, the convenience store people are all against it. Uh, yeah, you know, I don't, you know, I think part of it is they'll think, okay, people are going to go to Minnesota or Iowa, you know, the border towns. Mm-hmm. Nobody's uh, going to drive that far. They're going to go smokes. across the border. I don't know that the tobacco tax in Minnesota are any lower. <laughs> no, I think, I think probably <laughs> smokes and tobacco are still very high. Uh, and, but, you know, it is diminishing, you know, just fewer and fewer people smoke and you mm-hmm. know, tobacco. So it's a, it is a, a steadily declining revenue stream, probably. So not the best revenue stream for it, maybe, but, okay. you know, better than nothing. Where else are they going to get the deal? <laughs> and it's not coming out of my pocket, so uh, I'm saying, yeah. You're cool with it. You know, tax the poor people. They're the ones that smoke. Yeah, um, exactly. <laughs> that, well, but they're the ones that need the training. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Constitutional Amendment W, which that's the big one. That's the one that's got everything in the kitchen sink in there, uh, like uh, government accountability. You know what I mean? Like the ethics panel. and uh, Yeah, isn't this kind of the uh, IM-22 yeah, yeah. deal? Yeah, yeah. That's, that's what that is. That's the new IM-22. Because but it's coming back as a constitutional amendment, because which is kind let, of a beef for me because you know, you're going to change the Constitution. It, that's a, kind of a big deal. But the people approved IM-22, and the yeah. legislature went and said, uh, 
you guys are a bunch of buffoons. We're going to take, we're going to change all that. So this is their attempt to say, all right, you're going to do that to us. We'll put it in the constitution. See how that goes for you. Yeah. Yeah. What, what are your thoughts on that one? Is that yeah. I, I don't know. I, you know, again, I, we live in a representative Republic. Let the legislators legislate. Right. I don't right. need a bunch right. of on so out here, you know, a bunch of armchair legislators out here making their own laws and, and uh, we have enough unintended consequences from the people that are supposed to know what they're doing. Do, yeah, that's true. All right, so you're so you're no on that one. I don't know yet. I haven't, okay. I haven't marked that one on my All sample right. that's ballot. Still a, that's still a could change. Uh, so we're we, in the minute we have left, we have two, both dealing with uh, the ability to get constitutional amendments on the ballot. Yep. Uh, the first one, X. That's the uh, <laughs> that's not Secret designed. Fifty five percent supermajority requirement for constitutional amendments. So you need fifty five percent of the vote to pass those. Are you do you like that? No, I, I got to no on that because come on, fifty majority is fine. What do we have to raise that bar a little all bit? Right, all right. Then uh, Z, the zombie, uh, yep. also direct democracy, single subject rule for constitutional amendments, which is basically a shot right over uh, Amendment W. So if they both yep. pass. Uh, one of them's not going to be able to to survive, which is really. I, I like the single one. I mean, you do. You a, do. It's like the old omnibus bills. Hey, hey, let's throw this in there yeah. too. Well, okay. hey, by the way, I need to build this bridge. Let's throw this in there. Got it. Uh, yeah. So, just to review. Yeah. Uh, uh, you've got uh, twenty-four. Uh, your four, which is the money out of state yeah. taxes on tobacco. You're okay with that. Uh, the uh, X. Or W, eh, not, could go either way. Direct democracy, which is the 55%. Uh, it's X, you, no. No, and Z, you're good with. All right. Yes. That's good. That's the. And then on 27, oh, yeah, the hamster 27. stacking. I'm still on the fence on that. Yeah. And then here's the other reason why I'm kind of on the fence, because I get confused. Remind me, what, what's the difference between a hamster and a gerbil? What is it? There's. There's a little white meat on the gerbil, right? <laughs> that, I think that's the that's hamster. Right. I think the hamster has the white meat. The hamster has more white meat? Yeah, and the gerbil has... It's, well, then I'm, for, I'm for the hamster deal. <laughs> okay, well, that's good to know. All hamsters all the time, roasted, uh, preferably. So. I like it. Uh, Boone Man, thanks a lot. We'll talk to you again next week, okay? Deal. Coming up after the break, we're going to chat with uh, Angela Ellbrook from Expo for Her. This is the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSLO. This is a public service announcement with guitar. 3.58 on the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSLO. Coming up after the news and weather at the top of the hour, we're going well, to chat with Phil Shrek about the weather. And then we're going to have Angela Ellibrook on. She's going to talk about the expo for her that's happening at the Convention Center this weekend. Come right back. Information 1000 KSOO. Four fifteen on the Patrick Lally Show. Information 1000 KSOO. And I have on the phone with me from uh, the Convention Center in beautiful Sioux Falls, South Dakota, Angela Ellibrook. And uh, Angela is the uh, organizer, founder, and uh, force behind the expo for her. Angela, how are you today? We are doing fantastic. That's awesome. So expo for her is an annual event that happens on the same weekend as the pheasant hunting opener, correct? Yes. 
and not by accident. No, you did that on <laughs> purpose. And, and why did you do that on purpose, Angela? Yes, we figure while the guys are away, it's time for the women to play. Well, it seems to have worked out okay, huh? How, how many years now have you been doing this? This is actually the 13th year. You're kidding me. I know. Time does fly. <laughs> Time does fly. And so you're, uh, it's, uh, uh, you're, you're opened. You opened at 2 o'clock this afternoon, right? Yes. And so uh, things are up and hopping out at the convention center. What's, what's going on this year? What, what can I expect if I come out, even if I'm a dude? Even if you're a dude. Well, we gave out our first 200 gift bags for the first 200 through the door. That happened at 2. And now I just walked through, and I'm seeing a lot of shopping bags and a lot of glasses of wine and oh. a lot of cocktails. Yes. Oh, that's right. You can get a cocktail. You can. That's awesome. And we have fun seminars going on all afternoon, and we have the wine tasting tonight. So it's Friday's kind of the party night. Yeah. And, and so tonight, oh, what time do you shut her down tonight? At, not until 9. Oh, okay. So until 9 tonight, and then uh, what's the rest of the, it, it's tomorrow, what time do you open up, and what time do you shut her down? Uh, tomorrow we're open from 9 to 5. Okay. And we have um, lots of interactive and fun seminars then, too. Um, if you would like to see the full list of seminar schedules, it is on our website, which um, is etcsufalls.com, mm-hmm. and it, it kind of spells out everything we have going on from, you know, making your own fall craft to take home to, um, you know, some more serious um, health-related seminars and also, you know, a little fashion show, all sorts of different things. Yeah. And so uh, it's ETC, SiouxFalls.com, because you, of course, are the publisher of Etc. Magazine, which is where the ETC comes from. Exactly. So uh, the magazine is actually 17 years old, but we decided 13 years ago, let's do something to bring the magazine to life. Mm -hmm. We wanted to show all the different unique stores and restaurants all over Sioux Falls, um, you know, get people off the beaten path a little bit and we decided the, that an expo would be the way to do it, and it really just took off from there. Now, uh, there is an admission price, right? But uh, you yes. can, there's a, it involves a can of food, right? So tell, tell, yes. me, tell me how that works. So it's $7 at the door, and it's $6 if you bring a canned good. And right now we are in third place for the largest food drive in Sioux Falls. Behind the postal carriers and those pesky Boy Scouts. Well, <laughs> here's the problem. You're always going to be down in that deal because they both go door to door. I know, but, you know, and save your Twitters. We love the Boy Scouts. But yeah, yeah. we're not making we, fun of Boy we Scouts. We want, no, we challenge the ladies. Come on, we can, we can maybe take second place this year. But, yes, it's not fair to send cute little kids around and ask no. door to door. No. How are we going to compete? Uh, so the, the food goes to feeding South Dakota? Where does it go? Correct. Yes. And I just spoke with them the other day and she said right now, um, there are about 90 to a hundred families a day that shop for groceries there. Mm, So chances are, you know, your kid goes to school with, you know, another little kid whose family relies on the food pantry for food. Yeah, absolutely. So the, yeah. uh, And they're, they're also looking for Thanksgiving food. I should tell you that, you know, they have the turkeys, but you know, if you, can of cream and mushroom soup, mm-hmm. green beans, stuffing, cranberries, that sort of thing. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. And you can bring that to the expo for her and get a dollar off your admission price. Uh, exactly. And that's till 9 o'clock tonight, 9 to 5 tomorrow. So when I, when I do show up there, uh, you've got all the uh, uh, like classes and stuff, the, the, 
discussion groups and the things. Seminars. Seminars. Yep. Thank yep. you for that word that I was reaching for. Then, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but there's a ton of other stuff. Give us some idea of, of what else is going on because you've got the entire convention center, right? Yes. So there are over 240 booths. So you can, a lot of people start their Christmas shopping now. You can do, there are, um, oh, God, tons of clothing and shoes and jewelry and that sort of thing, but um, pampering products, um, spas, uh, cooking things, food items, um, restaurant gift cards, half price. Mm-hmm. That's know, a some big of that deal, kind isn't of stuff. It? The, the restaurant big food deal. cards is a big deal every year. Yeah, and a, a gal just bought a whole big set of these cut cone knives. They're a big deal. People love them. Yeah, those are nice. Those are nice knives. Um, and so uh, the people come out there and just hauling out stuff, right? I mean, that, it becomes just one big shopping trip. All exactly. contained in one little convention center. That's right. And it's a nice day, so you can take your stuff out to the car and come back in and load up again. <laughs> That's right. It's not <laughs> always, it is not always so, Angela. There are some years where it's a little brisk, yes. Um, and it's continued to grow. Uh, back the 13 years ago, uh, tell us about that first one, because it was, it, I can't remember yeah. now, was it at the convention center or was it somewhere else? Yes, but the convention center is divided into three sections, mm-hmm. and we only had the one section the first year. So we had, I think we had 67 booths the first year. Then we doubled it, and which was amazing to me that we even had 67, that all my customers and clients from the magazine were like, you know what, let's try it. Yeah. Not knowing whether we were throwing money down the well or what was going to happen, but it worked. It was a huge hit. So we doubled our space. The next year we had about 130 booths, and now we're maxed out at 240. You're going to need them to put a wing on that thing. We're working on that, yeah. <laughs> Tell them you need the Premier Center. Just need, just take uh, that over. We're just going to take it over. Yeah, that's yeah. Right. Bring everything <laughs> in to... Now, uh, are you, uh, as you look back on it, um, what do you think is the, is the actual, the real appeal of, of the expo for her? Is it just because it's on the pheasant opener and, and all that's going on? Or what is it that you think that brings everybody out? Well, I think that's part of it, you know, but whether you have a husband or significant other that hunts or not, I still think you would just want to come out, you know, grab your girlfriends, your mom, your sisters, come out and just have a couple of days to just do something just for you. Mm-hmm. You know, we all get bogged down with the day-to-day and kids and school activities and all that, which is all great, but it is nice just to have a time just to go out and kind of let your hair down and do a lot of shopping. You know, it's way different than the mall. The mall's great, but it, it's just totally different atmosphere, and everybody's having so much fun, and there are lots of different samples and lots of different things to do. And like I said, everybody's having a glass of wine and walking around having a great time. What was the best moment for you, do you think, every year? Is there something you like the most or something that has stood out for you over the years that you just weren't expecting? I've had several people that have come up and said, when I was just starting my business out, I did the a booth at the Expo, and it really helped put me on the map. That's a huge deal for me mm-hmm. to be able to help do that. Um, and to see, you know, I, I talked to several people who, now, they, these people came here when they were little kids with their parents, oh. and now they're coming out here, you know, as teens, and some even that used to come as teens that our moms are bringing their kids out, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty fun to see several generations come through. That's, um, uh, I, I don't like that because that means that you and I have uh, been around a lot longer than I would like to think about. 
I agree. Um, <laughs> I don't there know are, to say that. <laughs> there are several plastic surgery booths out here, so <laughs> hey, I've I will got, be visiting. <laughs> I've got this little extra flap here that I didn't used to have. I mean, I could get a little nip and a tuck, and I'll be looking good. I'll be looking like Burt Reynolds here pretty soon. <laughs> well, bad. it worked out for Burt for several years. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, <laughs> uh, the uh, expo for her runs today until 9 uh, tomorrow from nine to five, uh, you bring a uh, uh, canned good and you get a buck off the entrance fee. You uh, yes. get to spend as much time in there as you want, right? You can camp out, yes. come and go. That's pretty cool. Uh, there's uh, uh, seminars all day, wine tasting tonight. Uh, I suppose there's a bunch more information in the magazine if I could find one of those, right? There is. And you know what? We forgot to say um, we're giving away door prizes every hour. Oh. Which, and they're good ones. Yeah, I forgot um, about the door prizes. And then on Saturday at 5, we'll be giving away five coach purses, and you do have to be present to win those. Oh, that's worth the price of admission right there. Exactly. Watching people win. You know how much those are. Yeah, I do. <laughs> They're spendy. They are spendy. <laughs> and uh, I maybe should come out and throw my, uh, throw my number in, right? Hey, well, every, somebody's got to win. That's right. could be me. Doesn't, you could you be doing have, it for Christmas. That's right. You don't have to be a woman to win the, win the drawing. Right? No, you have women on your Christmas shopping I, list. I do. I do. Uh, and Angela Ellerbrook, she <laughs> is the founder, driving force behind the expo for her and publisher of Etc. Magazine. Angela, thank you very much and have a great weekend and I hope you get some sleep. Thank you. I hope so too. But right. I, I can sleep Sunday. There you go. Talk to you later. Thank you. Bye bye. Coming up after the news and weather with Mr. Dan Peters, we're going to chat with who are we chatting with? Oh, she's right here. Amy Scott Stoles, she's with the League of Women Voters, and we're going to talk about their effort to inform you, the voter, on this very important midterm election day that's coming up in just a couple of weeks. Stay with us. This is the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO. Four thirty-four on the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO. And you know, I don't know if you people know this or not, the election coming up. It's right around the corner. Let me look at the calendar. I've got carry the two. Come over here and then it's like two weeks, three weeks. Three weeks. And we're going to have to uh, make some decisions. And to help you do that, we have in the studio with us today, Amy Scott Stoltz. She is uh, with the League of Women Voters. And in fact, she is the chair of the Vote 411 Committee. Amy, thank you very much for coming in today. Yeah, thanks for having me. So I said you're here to help people know how to vote. And uh, that's because you guys have this uh, website, vote411.org, that is uh, everything I'd want to know, right? You bet. You bet. It is a one-stop shop for voters. So what all can I get on that bad boy? Um, You can find out... uh, when to vote. It has the dates like voter registration um, is coming up and uh, October 22nd is the last day to register to vote. October 22nd. That is in fact next week. Correct. Okay. And uh, information on how to check your registration as well as um, how to early vote. The early voting is a big dang deal these days, isn't it? It is. Yeah. It's a convenient way to do it for people who are, are busy. Yeah, and if you're going to early vote, you maybe haven't collected all your information, why not go to 411, vote411.org sure. and, and answer your questions. 
You bet. Yeah. If you put in your address there, it will pull up a personalized ballot for you showing all your candidates. Ooh, that's yes. nice. For all the statewide and legislative districts on up. And um, the candidates have had the opportunity to enter some information, some biographical information, um, links to their websites and social media, mm-hmm. as well as answer some questions that are pertinent to the office they're seeking, as well as there'll be a description of the job. Um, it'll say things such as um, the salary, the term limits, how they got on the ballot, and it'll give you some information on what that job entails. Mm-hmm. For example, like weasel, you, no weasel. Is that on there? None no? of that's okay, on there. Good. Um, but for example, the, the commissioner of school and public lands, do yeah, you no. know what that person does? Uh, barely. I think it's like a, a, it's like a one day a week job, isn't it? Nope. No? It's a full time oh, job. Man. But the description of what that person does um, is also on there. So it's informational in two ways, one about the job itself and the other about the candidates. In fact, the Commissioner of School and Public Lands manages the, uh, there's like a bunch of leases for public lands and that uh, involve schools and, and all this. It's a very complicated job. It is. Exceptionally boring. Nobody cares about it, but it's in the Constitution and somebody's got to do it. Somebody's got to do it. You bet. Um, and usually the person who wins that job, cowboy hat. I don't know if you know that or not. I was unaware of that. Yeah, go back and look through history. If you go into like all the <laughs> commissioner school cowboy hats, I don't know why. Um, so we've got we've got some big races this year. We've got governor, yep, uh, attorney general, yep, Congress, yep, um, and then uh, legislative. The, all the legislature, yep. legislators, state uh, auditor, auditor. That's another one. But they aren't all up every time, right? Because there's no right the the no secretary of state this time, right? Yes, there is. Yes, there is. Um, yes, in fact, there is a Secretary of State, Dan. I told you. And all of those races will pop up when you yeah. when you put in your address, so you'll know exactly who you are voting for, as well as the ballot issues. We have five ballot issues this year. And that's probably uh, as much value to people as anything, because that can be very confusing. It can be. Not only what does the ballot issue mean, but what does a yes or no vote mean. Yep. And all of that information is on there, as well as links to read the actual wording Mm-hmm. of what the ballot issue is. So, do, And do you have like the attorney general's explanation and all that kind of stuff? Is that available? We have a link to that. Got yeah. it. Good. Because sometimes that's helpful. Yeah. There's an attorney general explanation and then the um, Legislative Research Council does a um, monetary impact note oh. on anything that might have a monetary impact. Yep. And it's at uh, vote411.org and we're talking with Amy Scott Stoltz. She is the chair of the Vote 411 campaign for the League of Women Voters, which uh, does so much fine, fine work for you people, the voters out there, uh, mm-hmm. to stay informed. Um, so the, you la- when did you launch the site? This is our first year doing it. Yeah. Um, we went live um, for the general election on September 17th. And, so. and uh, how, how, have, uh, how have you been received out by the public? Uh, really well. So far, we've had um, almost 600 views. Unique viewers and from 72 different towns in South Dakota. Oh, so it's all across the state. Um, and they spend an average of five minutes on the site. So they're looking over yeah. all the information. And now we're getting into the really hot time. This right. is when people are really starting to bear down. Yeah, but most of our traffic comes in the in the last couple of weeks. This is a nationwide uh, website. And so far this year, nationwide, 1.6 million people have viewed a vote411.org page and now the one of the values and we were talking about this earlier is you know in this in this time of uh shrinking uh media footprint uh from some of the major players who used to provide this information 
Um, it's, it is a little more difficult these days to find a, a, a good clearinghouse of, of just the stuff, basics you need to know before you go into the voting booth. So this is a very valuable service that you're providing here. It is. It's a nice service. It's free to candidates and voters, so there's no charge to anyone that's using it. Um, the candidates' answers are unedited, so you can be assured that you're hearing straight from the candidates. And all the information there is nonpartisan. Yeah, because the League uh, of Women Voters, uh, not, not a bunch of uh, knee-jerk, knee-jerk liberals or crazy conservatives. It is, in fact, <laughs> nonpartisan, right? It is nonpartisan, correct. Not that individual folks in the League of Voters don't have their own affiliation, but as an institution, as a group. Correct. You are not. So this is unbiased information I'm getting. Correct. That's cool. So what? How has been the? How has the participation been from like those weasel legislators and stuff like that? The legislators have all had an opportunity to look at it. Not all of them have answered. It is their choice how mm-hmm. much information they put on there or if they put any information on there. Uh, many of them have chosen to do that, and and some of them are using our website actually in their social media. Oh to promote their information. So it's been nice. We've had some really good feedback from the candidates stating they were happy to see great questions put mm-hmm. out for them in a non-biased way. And how about the statewide candidates? Uh, there's obviously m- many fewer of them, and sometimes they're a little bit more uh, efficient at getting the information out. So like if uh, all these jobs we talked about, Secretary mm-hmm. of State, the Auditor, the uh, Attorney General, all the big ones, I can find good information in there on all those folks. You bet, you bet. They're they're all in there. And uh, they've got. Did they answer the questions, or did they just skirt them? You know, so they can answer them any way they wish, <laughs> or not at all. So. so that's a value judgment that you're it not is. about to make. Right? Yes, that's for You've the voters taken, to decide. You have not taken the bait on any of these very uh, uh, easy softball. Uh, <laughs> no, that's not fair. Uh, we're talking with Amy Scott Stoltz. She's with the League of Women Voters, and uh, she is chair of the committee that has put together the Vote411.org website, which is a fabulous resource for you when you're getting ready to vote. And we're going to come right back and talk more about the League and uh, what you can do, what uh, sources of information or other issues are coming up, uh, and how they can help you. This is the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO. Maybe I won't feel so free. 445 on the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO. And we're chatting with Amy Scott Stoltz. She is the Vote 411 chair for the League of Women Voters. And we've been talking about the fantastic website they have, the Vote411.org site, where you can get all the information you need to make an educated voting choice. On November 6th. It is 6th, right, Amy? Yes. Amy, November 6th. <laughs> I got to keep that straight. Um, so uh, the League of Women Voters uh, has been um, around a long time, right? Yes, it has. Um, and how's it going? It's going great. We are actually expanding in the state. Really? We have added um, local leagues and expanded our our reach locally here in Sioux Falls um, as well. We have leagues out in Pierre in Aberdeen, um, down in the Yankton-Vermilion area, and we're looking at adding a few more. We have some interest, so, yeah. Wow. You bet. So uh, the enrolled numbers must be uh, rising. Do you have any idea how many members you have statewide? I wish I did. Yeah, right um, now. Yeah, um. exactly. 
I know we have about 100 in Sioux Falls. Oh, so that's great. Close to that. So what is, uh, what is it that you're trying to do? Because we hear League of Women Voters, and we think, oh, you, you know, uh, coffee clatch, right? I mean, it's not that, at it's, all. And that's not it. And I know <laughs> that. And that's why I say these things. But what is it that you're trying to do, and, and, and what do you do? What we do is we help people to vote and to vote um, with knowledge. So mm-hmm. we do educational um, things such as the legislative coffees, which are pretty popular once the legislative session is going. Oh, yeah. you got to bring a club to those things. <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, no, those are, those are really interesting because the legislature is in session at that point, mm-hmm. and you can hear straight from them what they're actually doing. Yeah. You know, uh, I've been to a lot of those. And uh, you guys do a fine job of putting Thank those you. together uh, because it's, uh, you know, it's uh, they're legislators and they don't they won't really say anything. You know, this is this is what drives me crazy. All right. So you're up there and uh, you moderate these things. Right. right? Some of them. Uh, and they, they take questions from the audience. Right. Mm-hmm. And then they all go up and down and they all give an answer. But it's all, you know, it's. Again, you guys do a fantastic job, but it's them. They never, they hardly ever like say anything. Or I love it when other people, the legislator will come and sit there and not answer any questions because they have the option to pass, right? They do. That must be very frustrating for you. You know, it is up to the voter then to take from that what they will. And, uh, you know, it it tells the voter something as well. Now, um, I remember a few years ago, we had some uh, more controversial issues over... uh, 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 transgender bathrooms and that kind of thing. And you guys mm-hmm. were holding the crackle barrels during that time. And it was, people were turning out and it got a little raucous. How as the, when you're sitting up there, mm-hmm. that must be um, difficult to sometimes beat back the, 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 the grumbling, the mob. You know, most of our audience is, is relatively civil. Yeah. Um, when it does get out of hand, we, we are able to handle that well. And we have good people working there. So we're able to, keep the crowd under control and uh several years ago during the whole debate over teacher pay um you guys actually had to kind of clamp down didn't you you know there are times when we have had to hire security just to make sure that our legislators are safe as well as our audience members um but we have never had to use them so it it's you know it's emotional for a lot of people and it should be um, but the idea of civility and having a conversation about it versus mm-hmm. screaming and yelling about it really does resonate with a lot of people, and it is why we do what we do. And it really is—you uh, keep it tight. You keep this—you keep the lid on very tight. We do our best. If, if there's yes. any sort of catcalling or that's not—that's not the right phrase. Uh, sort of cheering people, and booing. Tends cheering to be, and booing. Yeah. Yes, and uh, none of that. None of that. That's a so that's tough for pe- some people to to deal with, isn't it? It is, it is, but but they handle it well. Um, so you are uh, the vote four one one dot org website is up and running. It uh, is as we go into this election period. Uh, do you get the sense that there is uh, uh, high interest this time around in South Dakota? It's a midterm election. Um, are you get, do you get the sense that people are really engaged this time around? I'm hearing a lot of early voters. Um, the numbers are pretty high, which tells me that the voter turnout will be pretty high, which is what we want. We mm-hmm. want your voice to be heard by coming out and voting. And how long have you been with the league? Me personally, I've yeah. been with the league about 15 years, but my mom 
has been with the league since the 70s, so oh, wow. I've and, been around it and, for uh, who's most your mom? of my life. Give mom a shout out. Sure, Harriet Scott. Oh, yes. yes. Harriet is an old hand with the League of Women Voters, and there are uh, many women who have been in for a long time. We are lucky because we do have a lot of um, people that have been in the league for a long time, and we have a lot of new members, so it's fun to see both sides of the coin. Mm-hmm. You know, um, how has, uh, not to bring... Um, difficult subjects in, but the Me Too movement and uh, has brought a lot of women to politics, and mm-hmm. uh, we're seeing increased participation uh, by women in the process across the board. Do you get some? Do you feel some sort of residual effect from that in the League of Women Voters? We do. We tend to get the people who would like to be involved, but maybe don't have the strong mm-hmm. left or right swing to it. So it's a little more moderate person that comes to the league. And that's probably because we are a nonpartisan organization. They just want to do something, but they don't want to run for office. That's part of it. Or maybe they want to learn a little more before they run. Well, that's true. Good point. Mm-hmm. Um, the vote411.org site is up and running, and you can go get all the information you need to vote on November 6th. And uh, it's got uh, lots of great stuff on there. You type in your address. It tells you who's, who's on your ballot uh, and gives you all the statewide information uh amy scott stoltz she is the chair of that group and she has been kind enough to join us today amy thank you very much thank you and good luck with those those weasel legislators next winter (laughs) how's that sound thanks patrick you're welcome coming up after the break we're going to tell you what's going on next week because today's friday people how about that this is the patrick lally show information 1000 ksoo Four fifty-six on the Patrick Lally Show, Information One Thousand KSOO, and I'm telling you, people, there is so much going on in the next couple of weeks because it's uh, you know it's almost Halloween, and I got two things that you're going to want to know about, both on October twenty-seventh, and you can do them both. Okay, the, both events are able. You can you can catch them both. First is the Trick or Treat Trail Run. That's at ten a.m. Starts at Pasley Park on the bike path along the scenic Big Sioux River. It is a 5K run walk and a 10K run. There will be a candy dash for kids, 3 to 10, and starts at 9.30 a.m. That candy dash is 0.5 miles, half mile, and each uh, each kid gets a goodie bag and a t-shirt. Then that, later that day, is, of course, zombie walk, which is huge every year. Uh, this year's theme, at the movies. Uh, and, and, you know, State Theater is showing the movies, the, the Halloween movies. So it's, it must be in, probably in conjunction with that. I don't know. Come dressed as your favorite movie character as a zombie. Because it's a zombie walk. See. Registration is from 1 to 5 at the L Ride Shrine. Costs 3 bucks. Get your makeup done from 1 to 4 for 5 bucks. The walk starts at 5 p.m. at the El Ride Shrine in downtown Sioux Falls. This year's event proceeds benefit Ladders of Smiles and the Sioux Falls Roller Dolls. That's pretty cool. That'll be fun for everybody. Uh, let's see. Oh, Sunday, this Sunday, Elmwood Forest Cross. You got to get in on that deal. Come out and see us at Elmwood Park. 
It's going to be fun. Noon to 4.30-ish. We'll be racing, but we'll be out there before and after a little bit. Come out and hang with us at Elmwood Park. That'd be fun. Coming up next week on Monday, Sioux Falls City Councilor Marshall Selberg will be on the show, and uh, we'll talk about all the issues before the city. And uh, the Common Man, back on Weird Friends. Always a pleasure to start your week with the Common Man. That's all coming up next week. we got a great week. Our, everything's booked. Book solid. So tune in 3 to 5 weekdays on the Patrick Lally Show. Information 1000 KSLR.